Watch who? Welcome to the Two Watch Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. Oh, and I'm... Oh, Mark. You're new to Who. No, I'm still and having... you're watching for the very first well, time. Well, I'm still, I'm still debating this. I'm still okay. up for debate Well, right I'll now. say that you're watching these for the very first time. This is still an for ongoing... the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a special episode. It's Three Watch Who today. <laughs> as we have our guest, Peter, also known as Uncommon, Uncommon Pilgrim on Twitter. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> Hello, thank you. <laughs> so sometimes there's a story that needs a bit of extra fan help as we as we talk through these as Sarah watches them. And I think today's story does need some extra fan help. Support. <laughs> this time. Support. Support. Uh, yeah. As it's, uh, well, not controversial, but... I did not enjoy it. I'll just okay, put this out right. I think it's okay, definitely all... <laughs> <straight away. laughs> I think it's, it's definitely divisive. Yeah. yeah. So, welcome, Peter. Uh, Thank you again. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been a fan of Doctor Who? Since Christopher Eccleston's series in 2005. A new Who fan. A a new Who fan. Although New Who introduced me to Classic Who. And, well, basically, having finished Christopher Eccleston's first series, I thought, well, um, before... David Tennant makes his appearance at Christmas. I'll um, I'll sort of speed watch every single Doctor Who and sort of catch up. Oh my so I just sort gosh. of assumed that, I, assu- I assumed it would just be readily available in some lovely packaged <laughs> DVD box set or something. And this was in 2005 when I think yeah every story was available, but some were available on VHS and some were available on DVD, and it was a bit patchworky and. So I think I went on eBay basically after the last episode of Christopher Eccleston, got um, the first two William Hartnell stories, three William Hartnell stories, and then realised there was like a gap where Marco Polo should be. Mm. Yeah, we've all had that moment. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it did um, that that sort of rites of passage that fans go through, uh, and then started to go out of order a bit and sort of dabbled in other eras. But I think I did. I mean. When I, when I went through the first Doctor years, I did sort of do it in order, I think. It's like watching Unearthly Child first. That is... Well, I, I, I know, I know. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, I don't have every single DVD. I assume Mark does. But Ripbox helps. Yeah. Yeah. Mark's collection scares me. Like, Well, you see, I got all the VHS and then I got all the DVDs. <sighs> Yeah, and that's the. Pro- I fell out. Of, I fell out of love with it. Like during you when I was when I went at uni, when you're trying to be all sort of cool, I sort of sold on my VHSs and my D- and the DVDs <laughs> that I wasn't that asked about. Yeah, so I was sort of left with like the classics, but um, yeah, a lot of them I'm watching for the first time now, maybe in about ten years or something. Mm. So um, yeah, I'm not quite new to him. But I loved that you said Mark's reaction at you saying that you sold your stuff. Mark's like, I, so I um, got rid of, in order to save space in my flat, I got rid of all my cases and just kept the DVDs in like sleeves. I was like, I'll just keep them in like a folder thing. And like, if, who looks at the, Mark like nearly died. He was like, like your well, you DVD. have to have them on the shelf. No, and, Mark, you, know. you have, how many DVDs do you have, do you think? Oh, I don't know, quite a lot. Oh, I reckon with VHSs especially, it was the space. It was, it was just like... Yeah, but Mark... Oh, yeah. I, okay, I, I got rid of a... I did get rid of quite a few of the VHS ones. I only kept, like, the special ones. I was just about to mention Edith, oh. because you put that amazing yes. picture together of Edith and the First Doctor, so... Fucking Edith. Like, that I've was amazing. On, I've been on furlough for the last five months. <laughs> 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 I mean, this is the loose end I'm at, in that I'm sort of photoshopping Edith into the TARDIS console. Uh, no, oh, that's great. Like... That is that is brilliant. Oh, that is it good made content. his <laughs> That day. level of furlough. Um, like, the fact, the fact that we are still I, I can't talking... believe we're still talking about her, No, actually. we, you, you are still talking about Edith. Like, you bring her up. All the sodding I just time. never noticed her before. All the times I've watched The Time Meddler, I just, she just wasn't there and then suddenly <laughs> there she was. she is, off, offer, offering her mead and... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Honestly, her anyway. and Katarina. Yeah, I think she appears, at a, she appears at a point in the series when the doctor's in need of. She, he's got he's got yeah. a spare space in the TARDIS, isn't he? He's got rid of Barbara. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, enough of the anyway. Edith talk. Anyway. We're in the middle of the Dodo and Stephen. And yes, yeah, the 60s. Right. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the 60s is just. I think I was quite surprised when I sort of took a punt on getting a VHS of an unearthly child. And I sort of pictured it being maybe more, even more primitive than it is. Yeah, I was the um, same. I sort of just expected it to be like a backdrop and maybe two people standing in front of it. A bit like your studio setup, just sort of <laughs> two people in front of a curtain. I think I just sort of admire it. Like, yeah. And I do, I do have a bit of a soft spot for like Car Crash Who. I'm just slightly fascinated by, and it's the same with films, I think I'm just fascinated by what leads to, like, I'm like, Web Planet, how did it get made? But I love it for that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I think I needed to be fighting in the web planet's corner. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, none of us liked that one, did we? In the it was end? just so <laughs> hard. Really... It was just really hard. Like we, like still up there is like, ugh. But also, I feel mm, no. This got better. There was a point right early on in this, and I turned to you and went, "Oh, did you hear it that much?" Okay, well, let, let's get into it. Let's get into this because actually, first question I wanted to ask you. I'm oh, just yeah? going to go straight in with the gunfighters talk here. At what point yeah. did you realise that the song was going to continue throughout the whole uh, the story? F- um, it was like halfway through, I'd say, the first episode, and okay. it just kept going on. And I was like, because that's when I turned to you, I think, and went, Mark, why? So calm you coyotes and howl at the moon Till there's blood upon the sawdust in the last chance I think it's when it starts being narration. I mean, at the beginning, it's just sort of like, hey, this is the OK Corral. And then suddenly it's telling you, I don't know, Johnny Ringo's walking across the road. Like, but it doesn't, I said to you, <laughs> it doesn't link to, like, it. it's so, sometimes it's so off the story, like there'll be like in a really like energetic moment and then you get that <laughs> like I can't even remember it anymore. What was well, it? Give me yeah, a tune, no, Mark. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> Send me a we'll song, get Mark. To it. We'll get to that. Yeah. So um but I just wanted to know, I wasn't sure like the style is so different. Uh, I, I think fans... that annoyed me. That that song, that whole thing annoyed me more. It was like nails on a chalkboard every time i was like well, shut up honestly i feel like i've gained something fresh from having watched it this time because i i sent a video a random sort of video clip i taped on my phone at work the other day which was um i'd watched the 1957 film about the okay corral called gunfight at the okay corral and this is basically a piss take of that right mm. it's, it's it's like it's basically rather than being a historical it's Doctor Who spoofing on a film that was out eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Which was something that I'd never got, but that has the narration sung throughout the film. Ah, so, um, okay. Yeah, it's maybe a reference that people at the time would have been like, oh, saw that film, I get uh, that. Honestly. Yeah. Um, it, it whereas was, it's completely lost on us. And you said as well, like, whenever that music came on and they had to do for ages really slow moments, like, to fill the gap. It does slow it down, yeah. And I think this story is known for that song. I think fans are like, oh, the gunfighters, it's the ballad of the Last Chance Saloon. Do you know who, sang, who sings it as well? Yes. I mean, um, I'm, well, I'm assuming Mark does. Yes, yeah. only because we talked about it, because I was like, who is it? Like, because it annoyed me so much, this song as well. So by like, the second episode, I'm like, who is this person? I hate well, could you recognize? Could you recognise it? No, like, as soon as you said, as soon as you said, I was like, yes, it's, um, um, what's the name of it again? The, the, come outside. Come outside, but what's the name of the dog? Pippin. Pippin. Yeah, Pippin. Yeah. I was about to say, I didn't know whether you, because I don't know how old you generally you are, but I, I know that, that very much like, look up, look down, look all around. And I don't know if she sang, I don't know if she sang the theme tune. Look up, look down, look all around. Up in the air or on the ground. 
as soon as like you said that, I like I put her voice to it. I was like, yes, yes. And I didn't hate it as much then, but it almost made it more annoying because now I had a face to the voice. I knew Linda Barron off that TV programming, which is a children's program in the early 90s, come outside for any of our um, <laughs> overseas listeners. But um, yeah, I reckon I, I could talk, I, I know every word of the song, but I didn't know the name of the program. So I just Googled the lyrics and there she was. That is such a you program, Mark. What? Like, like I can imagine you loving Come Outside. I didn't watch Come Outside until I was much older. No, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it when I was younger. <laughs> I can imagine you loving Come Outside. No, yeah. No, I mean, I haven't, like, watched every single episode or anything. I know it. I, I feel like, like in school... <laughs> I feel like in like infant school, I had it on VHS and they'd keep playing it on rainy days. Um, it's yeah, it's that thing. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I read? Oh, you haven't you haven't done? Oh, is this Doctor Who magazine you've got? No, no. I asked Mark about this, and he said that there wasn't an episode. You haven't said your experience yet, Mark, of this episode. Of oh well, I mean, it. I first watched it on VHS in the box set with the time meddler and the sensorites. Um, As did I. But I um, what a ride! <laughs> I don't think I knew about like. I think it was quite a lovely looking box. Yeah, set. it was a massive well, box. Yeah. Is this the yeah. one that that kid stole from you? <laughs> no, no, no. What was his name? <laughs> what my friend Ross at school. Ross at no, school. No, he didn't steal. Well, it. Imagine stealing the box set and being left. <laughs> he well, no, some kid, some bastard no, child no. called Ross. Stole one of Mark's VHSs, no, and now he doesn't have a complete no, set. There's one that he never gave back that I lent him, which is Remembrance S- of the Daleks Dull. from the tin. Well, that, 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 yeah, that's, so, that's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. It's probably been released in about eight different formats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the only one he never gave back. He did give all the others Ross. back. I don't like Ross. Never met him, but I don't like him. <laughs> I'll track him down for the podcast. <laughs> Do an interview. <laughs> interview with Ross. <laughs> Ross. No, I have generally Maybe tried when, to find When you get to Remembrance of the Daleks, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be on that episode, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. Um, go on, Mark. Tell well, us. I was going to say, let's, let's no, you're go telling into the us, story. You were telling us, you were going to tell us some stuff you told me. Oh, yeah, about your first experience your on first VHS. Your first experience. Oh, well, and... I was just saying, I didn't know anything about the story. I didn't realise the song was in it. It was all... I, it was. How old were you? Uh, seventeen. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Right. I didn't know anything about it at all. So, but it was interesting because there's so few Stephen and Dodo stories, like on mm. video. You and know, surviving ones, yeah. yeah, surviving ones. So it was the Ark, which I'd seen before. And so it was just, it was good just to see that team in a story. It was mm. just interesting to see like a Dodo story. Um, it is sometimes really fascinating the stories that exist, and I know that a lot of people maybe feel bitter towards it because it exists. Oh, but I, well, I was saying, imagine if this was missing; it would be even worse. Uh, you wouldn't know, you know. Well, you can get like, you can get the audio only on CD. Can, I yeah. mean, no, even yeah. the existing episode series you can get to listen to in the car. And I think there's a trap at the very end of the CD, which is just a compilation of Last Chance Saloon. No, I cannot think of anything worse. It's so depressing. Imagine if it came up on shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read, because you read it to me, Mark. Hang on. The Gunfighters is in some ways the most ambitious story Doctor Who ever attempted. A Western Ooh. with mostly British cast recorded in a tiny television studio. That's true. Because they have a horse. Well, they had three horses, didn't they? I think that's on film. The horses are on film, aren't they? Separately. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, they tried, and yeah, it does look good. What do you mean they're on film separately? You know when they do filming, like so. You know when Ian has his fights and it's done. Oh right, that's what you mean. Sneezing. They've been like CGI'd horses in. I was like, what? They film those bits separately on a different day, and then they go. I do always find it's always a bit of a challenge to when you're watching with somebody who isn't maybe used to the technicalities of archive TV, explaining, oh, so this was pre-recorded. Because all that was filmed maybe like two months before when William Hartnell was doing something else. Mm. So, actually, there is a moment, because the the gunshot you see, whatever... The end, yeah. Yeah, that is very obviously not in the studio. And it's so obvious, because you can see 
the film just you have cuts and everything, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. it, it just looks completely different. It, the quality's better, everything about it, and mm. it's really it's just really funny to see because you you we were like, oh yeah, that's different. Like as soon as tell, yeah. within like a second, two seconds, it didn't even need to start knowing what was happening. We didn't even mm. know it was a good like. Well, oh yeah, that's a that right. <laughs> we're on a set now. <laughs> I mean, you get that on like even like early episodes of Ornithals and Horses or Faulty Towers or whatever. You yeah, like, yeah. As a walks outside, suddenly it's everything's grainy. Well, <laughs> should we go through like we usually try to do in sort of story order, and then I'm sure I mean, we should try, be, shouldn't we? Yeah. Things will be discussed as we go along. I think so. What did we have last time? The Celestial Toy Maker. We left the Celestial Toy Maker and the Doctor tried some of Cyril's sweets. Oh, yeah. And your prediction was? I said future, actually. I think. I think yeah, I think you thought future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we... Celestial Toy Maker wasn't one thing or the other, really, was it? It was what fans call like a sideways, sideways. story. I was about to say sideways. <laughs> I can set your mouth on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It's true. <laughs> sideways. Uh, so then we end up in the Wild West. Did not expect that. In fact, I said to you, because the title... So I, I first of all said, because the title was like, The Doctor Takes a Holiday or something like that. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, a holiday for the I mean, Doctor. There we are. I mean, he's been taking a holiday quite a lot recently. He has he? had a... Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I said, do you think it's sort of a... I mean, yes, the guy is called Holiday. Doc, Doc Holiday, Doc yeah. Holiday. But... Also, do you think it is sort of a play on the fact that the Doctor hasn't been around much? When you're watching the episodes in order, I mean, I've what I've started doing during since I was furloughed in April is watching every single sort of William Hartnell story and subsequent Doctors um, sort of from the start. And I think that's one thing that really struck us in that, like, you, you reach Series 3, but halfway through, like, you sort of expect William Hartnell not to be there mm. more than he actually... Mm rather than actually be there. Yeah. So, um, but, so yeah, actually, I think you see it for all, for all four of these, isn't he? Like, he's, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't actually have a holiday. Yeah, he's in, he's in all yeah. this. You, because yeah. you've said that actually, watching mm. it. In order, yeah, that's what I found. In order, you notice how, you know, how he suddenly disappears like that. Whereas if, you know, you're just picking sensor ice off the shelf or something else. Yeah, because that's what his fans do that. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, he's not in those episodes. But if you watch it in that, order for especially this season yeah it's just really noticeable yeah and you know he was a hand in the celestial toy maker and, <laughs> you know, all that stuff well he's another thing i think this is sort of like one of william hartnell's like performance wise he's really having fun he and loves, I love, he I loves when comedy he gets, when he gets comedy yeah 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 like he, like in the romans which i yeah. also love Mm. I think yeah. he's just having a whale of a time. He's getting to do something other than be sort of yeah. grumpy and shouting. And it's season. nice at this stage as well. Even you know, in season three, which is a bit more hectic for him, he's he can still do that. Did anybody else not know? Like, if you asked me about that, I wouldn't have said that was a real thing or these were real characters. I had to look this up on Wikipedia about the Clanton brothers mm. and Doc Holliday. I had no idea this was based on I mean, reality. Uh, I I thought it was because that is their thing. Mm. But like I mean, the actual I mean, names it, of the people and everything, yeah, yeah, I didn't realise that they were actual all of them. Well, the names are real. Yeah, I didn't know that. What, having having watched the um, sort of nineteen fifty seven film like the other the other day in preparation for this, not basically the film's bullshit. Like <laughs> it's the characters, like the, the people who die at the OK Corral in the film aren't the people who died in real life, mm. right. and because the. Um, the Doctor Who story is based on the film rather than good life, than real life. It just the, the same people die in the film. It's, it's, basically, it's just ripping off the film. And there's as, as Mark told you about production subtitles before. No, like no. In, he tries to keep as much away from yeah, me as possible to keep detail. it simple. <laughs> it's like an option on the DVD to watch it with like behind the scenes information. It'll be like Linda Barron carved out a career as da 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 da, da and she was also in um, ah. Open All Hours. And... I think I'd like that. But you, okay. you're mm. you're probably hoping I, I even get the story right yeah. now. So. I, 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 don't, I don't often watch stories with it because I find it you, you're just reading rather than watching yeah. on screen. Yeah. But with this one, it basically kept saying, this scene has a parallel in the 1957 <laughs> movie, Gunfight at the OK Corral. Which it adds like Kirk Douglas, but Lancaster. It was, it was a big deal in its time, I think. Yeah. So I think that all these names like Doc Holliday and White and anything like that, I think 
they'd probably be sort of like just household names. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I didn't even... know that. And now I know they're real. I feel like this story is just like a myth makers or a Romans mm-hmm. in the same and kind even of historic- way. I mean, what? This, the, it, like, historically, it's probably the closest that an historical story has been to when the series is produced and that what this mm. is taking place in like the 1890s, mm. 1880s, yeah. 1890s. Mm. Um, so it's only like seven, 70 years before. And it probably gets, it, I mean, Marco Polo was probably more accurate to real life than this was. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It annoyed, like yeah. how Western it was annoyed me. The music annoyed me. So much of it annoyed me. Maybe, I think it's just overcompensating the whole time. Yeah, for yeah. The fact that yeah. It isn't a West. It isn't. It hasn't got American actors. In. Yeah, it's like it's so trying to be Western all the time. It, yeah, I did get mm. a favourite character though. Okay. Yeah. Should we? I think I could we'll predict this. Oh, we'll go on. To... Who do you think it was? I think you might be a barman. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's everybody. He's everybody's favorite character from the I, story. So I'd literally just gone to Mark. Like, I I love Charlie. Like, I think he's great. And then he got killed. Yeah, and I was like, what? I've just. Well, that was another thing. I don't know if this means anything. Like in the in the film version of the OK Corral, like I think it's Wyatt Earp is going around calling everybody Charlie. I think it's like. It must just be a term of endearment in the Wild West or something. Oh, okay. I, I see. I was going to do an American. I was going to do an American <laughs> voice. But basically, he was like he was walking into a, I don't know, into a barber's and calling somebody Charlie. Then he'd be like, I don't know, going to the stable and call the person looking after the horse Charlie. <laughs> I mean, I assume Charlie is actually the barman's name. Otherwise, that whole memorial service yeah. that goes oh, up for Charlie. Poor Charlie. I was so sad, I, but I'd literally gone to you, wouldn't I? Like. I really like Charlie. Charlie's like saving this episode. Charlie's the best thing. And then he got shot. I was like, what? He knew Charlie's name and he spoke it out loud. Now Charlie the barman has gotten a shroud. Well, he's really, given the small amount of screen time he has, I think he... The actor creates quite a sympathetic character, so good. So he good makes on a great Charlie. impact. Charlie is your Edith. Charlie is my Edith. Fucking Edith! If you, I cannot believe you're bringing the Edith. I'm just saying that's what, that's, that's what Charlie means How to you. How is Edith still coming up? Imagine yeah. them travelling in the TARDIS together. That would have been uh, <laughs> oh wild. <laughs> maybe, maybe Edith could have settled down around now. <laughs> Do you know Charlie what? Edith, again going back, is similar to Katerina. Wouldn't have had a clue. Just putting that out mm. there, Mark, would just been useless, okay? Drop Edith. Okay. So, <laughs> drop Edith. <laughs> okay, well, going back to the beginning. So, Stephen and Dodo are really excited that it's the Wild West. Out of character excited, I would say. I Yeah, I would say it was similar to, oh, I love boats! Yeah, I mean, Dodo maybe, but Stephen seems very excited about it as well. I mean, they... we don't know anything about Dodo anyway, do we, really? No. I mean, we know she's, like, from London. That's it. it's so. But we like that she's really excited and like she's living, enjoying yeah. stuff. She's living Ooh, life. There is that at least. But yeah. I was just surprised that Stephen was suddenly having you know wanting to dress up and he was clothes loving watch. It. Can we just say that they are terrible? Oh, they are outfits. awful. I mean, perhaps I mean like every, I'm, I'm assuming every little boy in the '60s wanted to be a cowboy, just like you. Yeah. Super, superheroes are the thing mm. now. Yeah. So, but it's, um, but it's bad though. It's like. It's like what is it? silver, like, like, I don't know. Not silk, but no. like polyester-y, yeah, it's just silky. The doctor's taking the piss too, though. So, I mean, I think it's supposed to be in on the jog, I think. So, but the doctor at least looks like the rest of them, which he's supposed to because the point is, like, <laughs> Stephen doesn't look like he's supposed to be there. His outfit looks like a fancy dress costume. It's... Well, there's only so much in the TARDIS wardrobe. Right? <laughs> I mean... Hey, well, what was the missing episode where we don't get to see the TARDIS wardrobe? <laughs> oh, Vicky goes in the TARDIS. In the Myth Makers, Vicky goes through it. Yeah, yeah there's an episode where they go in. Yeah, 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 she gets yeah. all that stuff from there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was in the Crusade, that guy that made all the clothes in the Crusade. Yeah. Well, it made some cowboy outfits. <laughs> there, is, there is a missing episode, isn't there, where they go yeah. in the TARDIS I mean, wardrobe. The Doctor, for some reason, whatever, whatever it was that Dodo was wearing in the Ark, that was also in oh, the wardrobe. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, terrible. You did not terrible. like that. 
Um, you think draws that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it. everything. I liked it. And then we get this whole mistaken identity with the Doctor and Doc Holliday, which is nicely set up. Again, a bit like the Romans or, you know, it's that it's that kind of setup, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, But I, it was at this point I had to pause the DVD and explain yeah, who, I was who, very confused. what was going on. and Because you got the Clanton oh, really? Brothers. You yeah. got the Clanton Brothers and their friend, played by Shane Rimmer. Um, I mean, I don't know any of the characters' names. I mean, yeah, I've so seen that's, it that's why I was like, times. yeah, they're free. I've met yeah. Shane Rimmer, though. I've met Shane there Rimmer. There we go. <laughs> the like, Thunderbirds guy. Thunderbirds guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he gets shot in episode two, maybe. Something he's not like in that, it as yeah. much. And we were trying to work out, because on the DVD, he's put... I thought he put Cheers, Mark, but it looks like Cheerio, Mark. <laughs> uh, which was, it was about... He did die about six months after... I met him. I think, so I think maybe he was just like yeah. Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's his just that Cheerio. Too. But it, it, do, it doesn't look like cheers. I don't know what he's put. Cheerio? Yeah, Mark. it's definitely it's very... an O on the end. Yeah, Cheerio Mark. It's, he knew. It looks like Cheerio Mark. <laughs> so long. Yeah, there's an O definitely but on I feel the really end sad because is he, I... Is he like... I can't, I can't remember which one he plays. Is he so like the, the only American one? She, yes, basically, yeah. Yeah, I think you might have been Canadian or He's with the he's with the Clantons at the beginning, and yeah. but I you see now I appreciate him in the gunfighters when he signed this and I met him, he was just there and I was like okay just, sign this. I think I, I think he's narrated the audio book of the yeah, gunfighters as well because has. I was sort of like I was hovering over that on Audible at the weekend and I was sort of like hmm, how much research do I do? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't be asked to listen to the, gun, the gunfighters as an, as an audio book. No, don't do it to yourself. Oh, but yeah, Shane, obviously, he's the Thunderbirds voice as well of one of the Thunderbirds. I don't know which one. But he had, all, he had a little table and he had all his Thunderbird stuff and he was sitting there with his wife who was like helping sell all his stuff and they were just sitting there very happy with their little table of things. And then you and, went um, up with your Doctor Who. And I just went up with that and he said cheerio. So, uh, cheerio. <laughs> so weird. Like, the, so whole, yeah, so the whole signing thing still blows my mind. So what yeah, happens the, next? There's a lot of characters, isn't there? Yeah. Yes, there are a lot of characters. So it's because I'd seen it, a, you know, a couple of times before. I sort of knew who was who, but I had to explain to you. You did. What was going on? But you got the Doc Holiday and the Switch. Once you explained and, it, it was fine. Yeah. It's just very well. Is it all the characters are quite easy to get mixed up? No, I think it's just it's very Western, and you you're sort of trying to figure out who everything is, and they're trying so hard to make it work that it just sort of like blurred and to the point where I was like, what is this story? What is, what is actually happening? Doc Holliday is quite distinctive. I mean, you know what here? And, and like Kate, who's like the only... Yeah, oh, yeah. Two, yeah that, if you can follow that, it was just, for me, it was the Clanton brothers plus it Shane Rimmer, whoever that is, mm. in, in the bar. What, yeah. what they were talking about and you... Then you find out that they're after Doc Holiday, and once you get that, once you get that, it's fine. That's, but yeah. that they're, they're putting on, they're really trying to put on these accents, and they're really trying to be Western. <laughs> and like, and I was just like, "What is happening? Like, what? What are they after? I said, yeah, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get what their goal is here." Well, through the special features on the DVD, I learned that they did actually like turn down a few American actors who were actually American. Oh, really? And were quite well regarded. So maybe they just wanted it to be a bit naff. I, I don't know. Maybe that was, they just wanted that to be funny, but it sort of backfired. I don't know. It's weird because, so when I came over, Mark had on, had it on with like, um, I put the DVD commentary on yeah. for a minute. And they were all saying that they didn't enjoy the experience. Well, Peter Purvis didn't, yeah. yeah. But that's because, so we get onto the end of the episode where Stephen's singing and Dodo is playing the piano. Oh my gosh. Which. Yeah, I can plonk a few oh, things I out. Brrr, I was like, what is she doing? I can plonk. I can plonk. And then Stephen, who apparently like can't play, he sits down. He's just as good. I was like, what are they all on about in the 60s? That's, that's... With rings on their fingers and bells on their toes, the girls come to tombstone in their high silk hose. They'll dance on the tables or give you a tune for whatever's in your wallet at the last chance. Stephen is a space pilot from the future. He does not sing in westerns. <laughs> it's just not part of his 
character. <laughs> I've noted something else down from the um, the production subtitles on the DVD, which is that um, originally written, Dodo and Stephen's um, roles in the act were the other way around. So Stephen was the pianist and Dodo was the singer. Jackie Lane couldn't sing. Yeah. Um, and I don't... I, I, I mean, mm. See, that makes like, more sense. That makes more sense to Peter me. Peter Burns must have just been pissed off through the whole. But then it's it is more comedic the way it is that Stephen's singing. But it just, I don't, yeah, I I really don't like that moment. There's a there's a, a documentary, um, like a quick half an hour documentary or something on Britbox, which sums up the first Doctor era, which I watched after I haven't finished all the first Doctor episodes. Um, which I think it must have been filmed for the 50th anniversary. So it's got interviews with David Tennant and Matt Smith and John Barrowman chooses like that particular scene in the gunfighters as his sort of craziest ever Doctor Who moment. And I saw, I feel like you, I feel like you over exit a bit. If anybody has Britbox, track that down because I think well, John Barrowman gets way over excited about gunfighters. Don't forget, oh. what was it the most ambitious, what did it say in the sleeve? The ambitious most ambitious Doctor, Doctor ever. ever. Ever? Yeah, but come on. Even include, what? like, yeah. But what if Ian and Barbara are in that situation? <laughs> oh, imagine. It just, wouldn't, oh, it just wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen. This I is a complete, But it's not... Imagine it, Ian. It, it just wouldn't happen. It would not happen. Ian, Ian would, would get sing. a gun out and shoot them all. Oh, Ian, no. Ian would <laughs> sing. Ian would sing. Ian, he'd, have, and he'd be the voice of an angel. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he, he would. Wouldn't. Is it because, like, Dodo and Stephen are sort of a, a bit of a blank canvas? I mean, the, Stephen's been with us a while. Mm. And we know he's like, you know, he's a space pilot and he's quite yeah. argumentative. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, you going about and being a space pilot, I don't think of him as a space pilot. But he had like a cuddly panda in the first episode he was in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you always go on about that. When we were doing that yeah. Dalek one for forever, he never once moved the plane. He did. The he plane. Did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He drove the spaceship. The, when? the spa. The spa. The spa. He, he, flew he flew the spa. Did he? Yeah, he flew the spa. He can fly I thought spa. the doctor did. And, well, they, and they all had a go. Sarah Super Trooper. They all did it, yeah. No, yeah. I don't Katarina think he did. Katarina tried one of, <laughs> tried one of the buttons. <laughs> Even Katarina tried. Button. They all had a go. But I've just, I just mean that. Like, oh my god! <laughs> that kind of story would just not happen. Like the situation that Stephen and Dodo are in, doing that would not happen in season one or season two. Well, it the series it just shows, would it just become, show? Yeah, but how has it evolved? It's become more experimental. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's become more childlike? Well, I would say since Dodo's come. I mean, yeah, it's the, aimed at a younger age group. I'm going to put that out there. Dodo's character, yeah. I mean, the toy maker one was, yeah, pretty like, terrible. So, if you think about we had when we had the Dalek stuff, how like grim that was some of it, and like we've not really had anything like that since Dodo's been in. Everything's been quite simple, fun, very like you know. Steam's been in a stripy jumper. I'm- I mean, I mean, after like, I think the massacre was about as unfun as you can get. I mean, I like the massacre. I respect the massacre as a very well produced piece of telly. Mm. It looks like it was well acted and everything like that. But it is sort of a kids' Saturday TV program, and I sort of sorry for saying it's for kids, but I think I feel like the gunfight is. It's pretty. Like you should watch it. And, like, well, there's no, there's no like threat, even with people being shot and stuff. It's not gruesome it's the adventure it's the wild west shooting isn't it even when dodo gets captured by doc holiday and it's even it doesn't then, feel it's like all she's in, in any actual danger she's never in danger even though she's like taking definitely, a gun it's point taken and off stuff. the cliches isn't it yeah and yeah. you even said yourself like she's it's very much scared she's not screaming or this in, is a, you know this is a story that they would have known in that time like the whole mm. idea of it and um, the whole Western thing. So they would have known this. And it is supposed to be a bit of a spoof, perhaps. Since we've lost the grown-ups of mm. Ian and Barbara, things have... I think even, like, even Sarah was a woman. Yeah. Mm. Whereas Dodo is very much a child. Yeah. yeah. She stands up in every story. So she stood up to the monoid in the arc. She has a go at the Celestial Toy Maker and those characters. In this, she actually she shouts at Doc Holliday. She 
you know, threatens him with the gun oh, yeah. at one point. Yeah, I really like that. In every story, she actually says, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah. She's not scared at all. That's what I really like I think about it's her. Going, going back to the bullshitness of Vicky, I think. Yes. In that the Vicky enjoyed it and she was mm. very much like, I can imagine Vicky getting very excited about the Wild West. Mm. Like Vicky, though, I... Even when Vicky joined, I saw Vicky young, but could become a woman, if that makes sense. Like, I could see her grow. Mm. Does that make mm. sense? So when she, however, like, random it was that she went and got married off, like, however badly it was done, it wasn't beyond the realms of possibility for that character. I cannot imagine that with Dodo. I cannot imagine Dodo suddenly falling in love. <laughs> I just can't. Like, I can't imagine her, like, suddenly getting swept to... There's, there's not been anything... Not really in the... In, no, she... Like, is, yeah. it, it would just be, like, childlike love, and it mm. wouldn't It wouldn't be, like... She's a bit Susan-y teenager, isn't she's she? She's very teenager but doesn't look it. Let's not forget that. <laughs> With less, less screaming. Yeah, she doesn't scream, yeah. She doesn't yeah, scream. So... She's just... She's got the... Bullshiness and fun of Vicky, but the childlikeness of Susan. Mm. But Susan, at least, I mean, what was frustrating with Susan, other than like this, that's what used to annoy us about Susan was the screaming, but it was the, it was the fact that you'd be like, oh, come on, just like, you're just about like growing up and then you scream like a child. Mm. Like, you do not have that with mm. Dodo, and I said this, like, Dodo, you know who she is as a character. You're like, this is who, I have no doubt about who she is. But that is why, whereas Stephen, I've for ages been like, I don't know who he is. I don't know. I've, I'm very who set. He? Who is he? <laughs> I <mean> like. <laughs> so turn a bit Nicky Green. <laughs> who is he? And um, I'm very set right off the go who Dodo is. Um, and she's separated on her own. Yeah. One thing I've, I noticed for the first time this time around is that Stephen maintains the American accent the whole time through. Oh. Dodo just like reverts to RP. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. I didn't even notice yeah. that. My big frustration with Stephen, because you were so upset for ages that I didn't like him. Yeah. I was like, it's not that I don't like him, I just don't know who he is. He's just a really unsettled character. But then here he's really annoying because he's playing the idiot. A lot of the time. Shooting the ceiling by mistake yeah. and that sort of thing. I mean, he's trying to... It's just a bit... Ugh. Do you oh. not feel, though, that maybe that is Stephen, then? No, because he's not usually like that. He just But what suddenly, is usually like that, then? He's, he's a space pilot and he's usually argumentative. <laughs> and I can't think of anything else to describe him. <laughs> but, but, but do you know what? But, that is Stephen's yeah. biggest flaw as a character. I think he's but he's no, too he, moldable. He's He wants... He's a, a voice of reason a lot of the time. He's like always like, hang on, Doctor, we can't do this. You can't do that. Watch out, Dodo. Don't climb up there. But in this, he's I mean, just this idiot buffoon who's just... He's very know, gullible with the, the, whole, the, whole lin, the whole lynching situation. Oh, when they tie... Yeah, yeah. when they tie... Backwards on a horse with a noose yeah. Sort of yeah. behind him. In that scene... <laughs> <laughs> Which right. one's this now? In the you know where they with, with, with all like the villagers and stuff all around. <laughs> Apparently, um, Jane Tucker, Rex Tucker's the director's daughter, is in that scene. Who I met at a convention. <laughs> she's um she's from Rainbow, as yeah. in Rod, Jane, oh, and Freddie yeah. from Rainbow. Oh, I, is... just, I just assumed you like had had a picture randomly with the director's daughter. Well, no, he does. He does. She she was at a Doctor Who yeah, convention, yeah. so she was signing Gunfighters DVDs. But um, I just had a photo. <laughs> I said, and like, she's apparently she's in that scene as like I don't know a child. So. How like. <laughs> rinsing of money is this like <laughs> I'm the director's daughter let me sign that DVD she's in the background as well so she technically is in it I would have said what was it like when Steve went past on that horse if I'd known but I didn't get the chance <laughs> she would have met her now yeah. and ne so next time I meet her I'll say next you know, time I meet her what I mean that like? crowd scene in that's really good. You got like quite a few extras. I think you got mm. some fire going on. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's great. Yeah, going back to Dodo as well. I love her little friendship with um, Kate. 
I love that. Oh, they're like, yeah. they're, yeah. he's like sitting in the hotel room and chatting. Yes, and, that yeah. is a nice moment. Yeah. But and it shows she she just, Dojo she just do settles that. wherever she is. She just mm. put her anywhere. When you're saying about Jordan being a girl, not a woman, Kate is very woman. Yeah. yeah. And you've got the two of those, which I think they just make a nice little sort of comic double act. And yeah, they do. They do. They yeah. But ironically, Dodo is almost giving her better advice. She's like, is this really like the man? <laughs> you know, yeah, she is the child. You're really going to marry him? Surely am. Though over how many dead bodies, I don't rightly know. She's an outlaw. Oh, honey, I've known them all in my time. The film that I watched in prep, you could really do, you could have done with a Dodo, but it's just endless scenes of Doc Holliday and Kate in a hotel room arguing and you just like just get dodo in there like she'll sort this shit out every every scene needs a dodo every scene needs a dodo <laughs> <laughs> a little bit when he, he like i think they arrive at a new ho- a new hotel and you tavern and he just like walks downstairs to get some keys or something and you hear a gunshot and he just walks back up with a breakfast yes like yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah i think he lost his appetite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, actually, one sort of long-standing thing that comes in here is the Doctor's pacifism or lack thereof, mm. because he's he's just sort of twirling that gun around, and um, he doesn't do a lot in this, does he? Really? I mean, he's he's in the cell for he's for like he's wrong place at the wrong time all the time. Yeah, but and also he like gets trusted, like they trust him straight away. The sheriff, they're like, yeah, well, you're a good, maybe, you're all right. <laughs> Maybe people just didn't live to that age in the um, 1880s in the Wild West. I mean, they keep calling them pop. Maybe it's like the um, it's like the village elder here. Yeah. Um, they look, trust look him. him. This guy that they've never met, they're like, yeah, you seem solid. Like, we will protect you, do anything for you, we'll listen oh, to you. that moment, at the end of episode two, where they're looking at where it's the ballad, so everything has to slow down and they have to wait for their cue, and it's just him just going... <laughs> Oh, yeah, his face. Like that, he's, like, he's just thinking for ages and ages, just while the song finishes and then the credits can come up. <laughs> it's just that oh. song. Yeah, I think that, that that is. I mean, I like the song. I like the song oh. in its place in the story. It, well, I, I think it, it is slightly hilarious watching the actors slow that's down. The thing. It, that's the problem. It lower the gun or walking really slow from like you know a few footsteps yeah. just mm. while the song goes on and just waiting for the. And yeah. sometimes it was at a really high energy moment. That's when it really annoyed me. You'd have had a really high energy moment and then it all just slows for the yeah. music. You think, oh, really? Mm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one other thing I really like as well. Sorry, I'm just like waxing lyrical while the gunfight is here. <laughs> but at the end of episode, I think this is at the end of episode two as well, when Steven's about to get hung, hanged, hung and... Um, the doctor like lets himself out with the present, and they've just sort of like touched him with the key. They've just sort of like yeah. <laughs> the key in the lock, and he's yeah. just he he go they go like oh it's your cue it's your cue pops, and he, he just, just lets himself out. The key and it, out. So Wyatt Earp, he he puts the doctor in the prison, doesn't he? Or he takes him to the prison because he's he's sort of got I mean, a plan. From, Is that what he, was? He knows, he knows from the start not, that he's not he's not the real one. Yeah, he's not the real yeah. Doc Holiday. So he yeah. has a bit of a plan. So I think he's using him as like a decoy yeah. or yeah. something to like. And, sort of... and you have the Doctor calling him Mister Werp. Yeah, Mister Werp the whole time. I don't, I don't get that. No, I guess because it's a Doctor like, and he's like you know. It's weird. just him being doddery. Yeah, he's yeah. just been the Doctor, being the Doctor, and that's what he does. Yeah, he's well. You know, actually, he, he he gets called Doctor Who. Yes, he does. Mm. Yeah, he goes, Doctor um, Who? Yes, something yeah, like that. He says he's, you hated um, that. You went, ugh. <laughs> he says he's Dr. Caligari. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Mm. It just doesn't work as a joke either. No, no. Doctor Who? Yeah. No, it's just... Yeah. No. And then you have um, Dodo Do- 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 Dupont and, oh, um, yeah. Which, and um, Stephen, Re- Stephen Regret. Oh. oh, and then we get Johnny Ringo turning up halfway through this story because you need something else because by episode two you've sort of sorted out the, some of the Doc Holiday mm. stuff you know what's going on and they need someone else to come in now to fill up mm. the story I feel I love how as well on the next episode how it tells you what's coming up in the next episode mm. yeah. like you get next episode don't shoot the pianist and mm. next episode Johnny Ringo oh alright okay we're meeting Johnny Ringo next week mm. presumably 
people would know. Time they might have heard of. Yeah. yeah, I'd heard of Johnny Ringo. I'd heard I'd of never. that. It was. It's only this week I have learned all these people are real. I mean, I, I think he had nothing. I think he had nothing to do with the OK Corral in real life, but he was a person. I was so bored at the end of episode two. I was like gone. So to I be imagine fair, imagine being bored by the gunfighters. <laughs> I was really struggling. I like. I was really worried I was going to fall asleep, or I was about to have a strop and be like, "You need to stop this." Mm. Like, I was very close to strong territory. that's when Johnny Ringo comes in and shoots Charlie. Exactly. And so, then things liven up a bit. <laughs> yeah, like, the only saving grace at the end of episode two was I like Charlie, and that was stopping me, like, stropping or falling asleep. Because I was... Was that the end of episode two when he comes in? I thought it was No, he comes three, in three. on three. Is it Johnny Ringo's episode three, is uh, it? Yeah. So I, think Char- episode... I think Charlie's... Is he Charlie? So I think episode four... Yeah, I think episode four starts with the sort of the wake of Charlie. No, because Warren, Warren Earp gets killed as well, doesn't he? Is that the end of episode three? No, that's four. I mean, I've seen that's remember. four. Isn't that Warren Earp? Warren Earp is also my favourite. Warren this. Earp's the, um, <laughs> the sheriff's brother, isn't he? Yeah, the one yeah, yeah. gets shot. So he's the fourth episode, I he, think. I think he gets shot at the end of the third and then he survives a little he's, bit. He's, um, he, isn't he uh, White Earp's kid brother who looks yeah. about 34? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Warren, Warren out. But, he can join Edith. And no, Harry. Charlie yeah. gets <laughs> shot pretty much the first second we meet Ringo because he like Cause he he's like yeah. you're Ringo, mm. and then and he's like yep, yeah. and he's like well it will be quiet and shoots him. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Charlie's like oh I've never heard of you like Endon and um, he's Johnny Ringo is oh Johnny Ringo is oh that's not very flattering is it Charlie? Yeah, um, and then just shoots him. And I think he just—he just can't do an American accent. He's got great presence. Mm. Do you like Mark's looking at me like, "What does that yeah. mean?" Yeah, well, he's, its the character he's playing as well, isn't it? He's supposed to come in and he, he, everyone's he's supposed got, to he's be got like, swag. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be like that. He's got yeah. a lot of swag. And I think I, lo- I love this scene as well, where um, I think it's one of his first scenes as well, where he's—he he follows Kate to the wherever Kate is mm. and it's Johnny Ringo has seen her Johnny Ringo sing Kate yeah <laughs> with the but most depressing music again so uh. they must have played the music into the studio then surely as it went a lot as they uh, yeah I think it was, think? All, it was all pre-recorded it was all pre-recorded yeah, they must have like <laughs> they, didn't you know. have, they didn't have Owen no, Pippin no, no. there in the corner you know they put the, the record on and well, the actors can hear the music. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. In that there's no there's no post production. Yeah, so, so whenever a dramatic, yeah. So whenever a dramatic sting happens, William Hartnell wants to turn the camera and like mm. twiddle his fingers on his chin and look <laughs> yeah. very sort of like intrigued about it. That yeah. face is <laughs> fantastic. When Johnny Ringo's walking up to the saloon, you can feel him sort of like timing his footsteps in time with the music. Yeah, yeah it's very was... very deliberate and mm. it must have helped with the... yeah. <laughs> with the swagger <laughs> with the swag he's got great swag yeah he's got swag and he's had a lot of build up as well because you see him on the posters like right from the very mm. first episode yeah but he definitely helped he, I think push the story along Johnny Ring for me otherwise it, yeah it mm. would have gone downhill quite a lot in episode three mm. and then there's a bit of a love triangle going on as well you've got um, you've Kate. got Johnny and Kate yeah. and Doc yeah. yeah I mean I think Doc's a bit punching isn't he like oh he's so punching <laughs> He is so punching. But then by the time it gets to the sort of gunfight at the end of episode four, things are starting to... Well, for me, that's, it didn't really hold my interest that much. I was interested to see mm. what, if Warren Earp survived or not. That's what kept it going for me. <laughs> well, yeah, because you think he's dead. You think yeah, he's dead I at the end of the third episode. Yeah. I thought he'd been shot. And, and, like, and then he's like, one more thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was nice, yeah. And then you get the shootout at the end. And like we said, on film because there's a stunt, and um, yeah, oh yeah, it flips over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you well, like that? Um, You're like, is he gonna fall? Yeah, and then it, it does wrap up should, quite quickly after that. Should we tackle the elephant in the room that is Charlie and Charlie's demise? Oh, no, Charlie, Charlie. What? No, Mister Ringo. I was only saying. Oh, it. you, Charlie, Charlie. You say too much, huh? <laughs> I, I, I won't say nothing t- to nobody. Now, ain't that just the truth? Hey, Charlie. And I'm sorry to bring it up. Charlie. So you like Charlie because he interfered with, you know, when 
Stephen got. So I want he, to. He, he tried to I help, said didn't to he? You, That's why you liked him. Charlie's a potential nominee for. Um, the Doskers. Heroic moment. Heroic moment in the Doskers. Because he. What did he do? So he basically saves Ian's life. <laughs> no, he saves. Um, Stephen. Thanks. I'll start all that again. He he's, basically, he's an Ian wannabe. Yeah. I'll start it again. So basically, he saves like Stephen's life because he puts to he sees the um, thing he's been shot. He sees Doc come downstairs. He runs out and goes, "No, that's not Doc." He's you know he saves he saves the Doesn't day. Doesn't he mess up the plan? Though? I thought he messed up the whole plan. No, no. Um, Doc goes back to get. Um, Kate catches Dodo, yeah. and as they're walking out, he shoots that guy that we saw earlier in the end of episode two. And Charlie's there and sees, and um, and that's how he goes back and goes, "I've just seen Doc. That's not Doc in there because I've just seen him, and he's just shot some guy in." And he's like, "No, that's right, not like, true." Shoot Charlie, shoot Charlie, you're messing things up. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, Go "No, you go and see. He's like, he's dead." <laughs> and then he's like, and he saves the day. I also said to you, what I never understand in any Western is why would anyone own a saloon? Because all you ever see, I never see them seem to make any money. All they ever seem to be doing is giving out free booze because they're scared of whoever's like, they might shoot them. And... They, all their glasses get destroyed. That's all I ever <laughs> yeah. see. Well, he, he just mentioned that the last the last pianist got shot. Yeah, that's all that ever happens says, in saloons. Why would anyone own a saloon? He's got an unreliable singer. Kate's always gallivanting about. Yeah, poor Charlie. Like, um, just a thought I had. Another really strange thing with the gunfighters is the word sexy. The word sexy, sexy in 60s who? <laughs> Doc Holliday is like cavort voting with kid and he's like he's, she's kind of a sexy lady and you're just like what i didn't realize Sex that i didn't notice that i did Hill. not notice it, that it's that's yeah, an old 2020 yeah, mind there we just like blurred <laughs> that in well well kate is clearly a, a, a woman of the world a certain <laughs> profession isn't yeah she's a woman of the world yeah she <laughs> dances on the bar doesn't she she does she does a she does a verse I even said she was like, to yeah, her pre-recorded yeah. verse. I oh got to, she doesn't even move her mouth at one point. She's <laughs> yeah. not even moving her mouth at one point. I said to you, I was like, I mean, at least per- Purvis is singing live, isn't he? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's it's, doing it's it. Sort of like when, yeah. yeah, and I mean, who knows what that playing is from Dodo and <laughs> absolutely <laughs> mental. She's <laughs> hovering her fingers, twiddly twiddly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that annoyed me so yeah. much. Yeah, I can plonk. <laughs> you can do more than plonk. Yeah, Charlie, was, Charlie was very sad. And I think I teased this with Mark the other day. Charlie has already been in Doctor Who. And he's oh, played yes. A, a, I don't know. What's, what's it, he done? He, he, well, this is, some, this is a fact, a factoid that I learned by the, um, the production subtitles. He, he voiced the mechanoids, <gasps> all of them. No. no. So he was behind a microphone going like enter. I had no I had no idea. Now you I know believe that is a new fact for me. Didn't I? He's the mechanoids. Charlie and the mechanoids. He's got to get a Doscar. Charlie now. Charlie's a whole race of robots. Charlie is Charlie the mechanoids. Is the mechanoids. Now remind me which one the mechanoid is. You know, you know the big things that fought the Daleks. Oh, yeah. we like the mechanoids. <laughs> we like the mechanoids. Yeah, that's, that's Charlie. Charlie's it. Well, he's not inside them. I was going to say he was inside them. That would be amazing. Wow. He's, he's, I mean, he's... That, that, like, I'm putting amazing. that out there now. Charlie is definitely up for... Heroic well, moment. Yeah, yeah, we might argue about it, but mm. I, he's he's up there for me. He's a nomination with in the, my with the, with the Mechanoids and the last Oscars? Yeah, they won. Yeah, they won Best Monster. They won Best Villain? Uh, best, oh, wow. No, Best... Monster. Best Monster? Mon- monster, yeah. Maybe this will be like two wins for the actor that played Charlie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is he still alive? Yeah, he is. He's you still could alive, isn't he? Yeah. I have no idea. Charlie no. the bomb. Charlie the bomb. No, he is. No, he's still alive. You could go and tell he him is. that he won two Oscars <laughs> if he wins. If he wins. <laughs> if he wins. Holding Charlie the bomb's death. I love the fact the song "Morning Charlie the Bomb" is played three times. Oh, I know it's I a know. bit much. It's twice isn't it? in episode three and once in episode four. I mean, talk about it's pageant. Charlie the barman uh, has oh, the shroud. That was yeah. Okay, once is enough, but he's more than more than Katarina. 
<laughs> and deservedly so. And deservedly so. I think, does Warren get a verse after he dies? I don't think he does. Maybe but he no does. one cares about him. No. Like, Charlie saved their lives. And Charlie is a hero. Charlie is a hero. He's like, he's like, you get these, like, in Coronation Street in EastEnders, you get these sort of like iconic characters behind the bar. He's like the 1890s equivalent of like, <laughs> Lynch. like he, he is Lynch. He's the centre of the community. He is. And everybody, everybody knows Charlie. Mm. Like, Everyone's yeah. sad that Charlie's. Yeah, and Charlie. also, it's like, the death. I mean, again, it's like there's no blood or anything, obviously. He's just been shot in the chest and he's like, well, dead on the thing. I love, I love how he positions yeah, himself. Yeah. Yeah. Positions himself. yeah. And, and the wine, the wine, the, the whatever it is, the broom or whatever, is like pouring down the side of the bar. Yeah, but he's <laughs> nothing from him. Like in any normal thing, I'm sure he would bleed or something. Like nowadays, you'd have some blood, like a pool of blood would appear from him. But no, he's just like, bleh. <laughs> and he has to stay he there while the verse plays out very slowly. <laughs> In my head, after that's happened, they've had a lunch break and he's yeah, just got back just up and gone off to have a <laughs> <Yeah>. sandwich. <laughs> Another thing I learned via the DVD is that in episode four, they didn't bother rehiring Charlie. They just got like a, like an extra. And like, just took him on. The Doesn't when the doctor come into the into the bar and he accidentally leans who accidentally leans on Charlie so yeah Stephen leans against the bar yeah and he just and Charlie's laid out there and it's for a long time they don't notice that he's just lying in the bar yeah <laughs> well maybe they think that's just how he sleeps maybe they just think he like he's like some sort of vampire <laughs> like he just sleeps <laughs> sleeps in the bar sleeps in the saloon well spread eagled uh... there goes that is Charlie Memorable Charlie. Mm. We'll be talking about Charlie. He's got on a shroud. Yeah. I will. Just I like, to stop talking about talking friggin' Eda. Talking about the, the bar, they've got this. We noticed in the arc, there's a lot of high crane shots. And I think they've hired it out for these stories because mm. then again, in, yeah. you, you get these really nice mm. what, at the top of the stairs. Mm. Like that's the subtitles really on the DVD point out every time there's a crane shot. Right. <laughs> okay. This is from camera one. Um, right. But I think it's basically when they have a really small set to like make it look bigger. But it's nice to have those levels, and when you when you see you know Dodo being when Doc Holiday mm. yeah. captures Dodo and they go back up the stairs. I mean, I just imagine just this you know this sort of staircase with no, it just doesn't yeah, go yeah, anywhere, yeah. and there's no there's no like side to it. But it does make it it makes the play you know the They'll set a bit more real. And, they use it in some other scenes as well. I'm sure, like some of the scenes on the street, and mm. uh, yeah, they use I mean, it for the death when he and goes he falls over. Off, it's probably the same staircase, isn't it? At the mm. at the shootout, taking the staircase <laughs> yeah. out. It's it's just, it's, yeah, it's probably the same one. Yeah, um, but we've noticed that a few the last few stories. Yeah, it's, I think it definitely adds. It makes it a bit more. I think cinematics probably overstating it a bit. Well, I don't no, know. It does. The shootout, the shootout at the end could be from. Any Western, I think. Yeah, I think I think like, it's great. It's only because Dodo's in the middle of it. If she took Dodo out in the middle of it, it's just a Western. It's nothing to do with Doctor Who. Um, it's just a... Well, as good as it's going to get close know, to yeah. a Western. I yeah. mean, I'm I said it. to I'm you, into... how many bullets do they have? Because all you can hear is constant bullets going. Like, <laughs> poo, poo. And I was like, I'm sure these guns did not have this many bullets. And there's not that many of them here. But all you can hear is bullets constantly firing. <laughs> It's I mean, a lot of blood. as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously no blood. I mean, it's of course 1966 tea time. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. great. I great. think that's it, cool. isn't it? Yeah. So, Sarah, did you enjoy this? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Just sum it, it up. I've, maybe, maybe, maybe I've converted you. Maybe I've no. It, it improved. Like, so mm. if I took out that music, I'd have enjoyed it more. The music. Mm annoyed me so, every time I heard it I was like Ugh. it really well, annoyed wonder, me did you, did you watch four episodes did you watch the four episodes like one after the other yeah, yeah we did yeah. So I wonder if you were to watch it one week at a time mm. oh I mean, yeah. we've said this quite a lot like if we it, were spacing it out sometimes I think the songs in, the song in particular I was going to say songs plural but really it's one song it's, it's just one the song chip. if you took the song out the whole 
show would be underrunning by like 20 minutes. <laughs> the song, <laughs> so... the song adds nothing. It adds absolutely nothing. It's I pointless. think it adds a bit of context and background. It's like it's just too much. It's just a little bit too much. What if it if it was just a bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end? You don't need it all the way through. I think that's all you, the way you, through. You recap at the end and then the beginning of the next episode, you just say this is coming, you know. Yeah. That, so I think that's that's what If it, it is. didn't have that and it improved. It <laughs> like <laughs> what, in, in well, what, well, it, it got like Sarah, you were, you weren't the only one Sarah to be disappointed in the gunfighters because in 1966 it had a bit of a mauling. Really? I don't know. If, do you, mind, do you mind, Mark, if I read this um, this memo? I think I no, might have sent you a few of that. So this is from um, Sidney Newman, who basically, he, I won't say he created Doctor Who, but he basically instigated. He was like head of drama. And he sent a memo to the production office at the time uh, when the gunfighters had just finished broadcasting. And he says, In my view, it was a very sad serial, despite the fact it was well acted and certainly well shot. The entire attack was misconceived. The use of the song was a drag. It seemed to me that every time the story began to gallop, it was slowed down to a desperate crawl by the use of the song. Yeah. I also didn't like the way Linda Barron sang. <laughs> Somehow or other, she could not sustain this type of ballad. I agree. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. As as a singer, like sometimes I was like, Ugh. sorry, Linda. Sorry, Linz, but. It's it it just it really grated on me. It really annoyed me. I I'm in complete agreement there. So if you took the songs out, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. And it it got better. It improved. By the end, I was like, okay, yeah. I don't blame Sidney Newman though. Imagine he's created this program from in season one, and then he goes away for a bit, mm. comes back, and he's like, what have you done? <laughs> I mean, that memo goes on for a bit more, and I feel like it's. He, the, the, the vibe you get is that it's strayed a lot from the original vision. Yeah, yeah. That they created yeah. the Doctor Who has. Yeah. Never, ever, ever want to I watch, watch that again. <laughs> I mean, I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> is it your favourite Hartnell story? Oh, God, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, it's it's possibly one of the best of Series 3, I think. What is your favourite Hartnell story? Has it happened yet? It happened yet. Okay. It's, it's got, yeah, it's, it's got to be an historian. It's got to be okay. Ian and Barbara. Ian and uh, okay, Barbara yeah. are the glory years. Okay. I think it just feels that it's purest with even Barbara and that whole sort of like them two parental and yeah. got the little little girl running around and yeah, I don't know. I think just right now it's maybe the dynamics just maybe a bit off. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I like the gunfighters. It's a lot of fun and I'd never ever thought until this conversation what it would have been like with Ian and Barbara. No. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking up um, pseudonyms oh, for imagine if Ian Doc, Chester. Imagine if Doc Holliday had captured Susan. He'd be, uh, she'd be, he'd shoot her. <laughs> she'd be dead in that she'd hotel be dead. room. <laughs> <laughs> she would. It's the OK Corral Boys of gunfighting fame where the herbs The story finishes quite quickly, and then off it's they a go bit in the cliffhanger, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, off they go in the TARDIS. Uh, everyone's got changed very quickly, and, um, and the Doctor says, "Oh, we've landed somewhere far in the future," and he's very sure of that. Yeah, um, an age, then, a distant age of peace and prosperity. Yes, oh yes, yeah, and then and then this, on the scanner we see a sort of a uh, a cow or a, a czar. Yeah, kind and what of was character. the guy with a with a, like a... Does he have a cloak? Or yeah, he, he looks, like, he looks yeah, a meat cleaver. Like, meat cleaver, yeah, something like that. <laughs> he has a meat cleaver. <laughs> something like Win that. Win for another mask, guys. <laughs> uh, and it says, next week, Doctor Who and the Savages. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, and it's got the name Doctor Who in the title. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts, Sarah? Or where, where would you like it to go? <laughs> no more music, no more singing. Um, I... The savages are here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be. What was the term you used before? Side stop, not side stop. Sideways. 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 Sideways in time. I Sideways. feel that's a good way of describing because 
I feel, oh, look, I'm using new lingo. Sideways. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had that many sideways. What have we had? Edge of Destruction is sideways. I think oh, there's only like should have mentioned that. <laughs> um, what else is there? Planet of the Giants, does that count? Oh, yeah, Planet of the Giants. Well, they all turn little. Yeah, that's yeah. a sideways yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, so maybe not that then. I think it will be in the future. Um, well, actually, doesn't the doctor say that? The future, the far distant future. Exactly. Mm. So I think it'll be yeah. in the future, and I don't think it'll be rich and prosperous and all peaceful. Um, and I think... The I mean, doctor... There's a bloke there with his mate favour, isn't exactly. it? So, I mean, <laughs> things have obviously got pretty desperate. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the Doctor will be in it 65% of the time. <laughs> Well, you I see, mean, well, it's, he, it's he, an educated guest based yeah. on series three so far. Yeah, and he's been in all of the gunfighters, so he, he needs a rest. He needs a rest. That's the rule. And he was only a hand in the other one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there we are. The so gunfighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens next time. With. We'll see what yeah. happens. Well, nice to meet you, Peter. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Uh, and where well, can... Hopefully I've made you like gunfighters marginally more than you did already. <laughs> I feel like I know more. <laughs> yeah, we certainly learned. And I like knowing that... Um, facts. I like knowing that Thingy was uh, mechanoid. Oh, yeah, I can't believe that. Every time... Yeah, I, yeah Charlie and the mechanoids. Charlie yeah. and the mechanoids. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like that sounds band, like yeah. a band. <laughs> yeah. It's like a 60s band, Charlie and the mechanoids. Uh, so where can we... People find you on online oh, yes. or on Twitter. Well, or... I'm, I'm continuing my pilgrimage through um, Classic Who with, um, I'm sort of two thirds of the way through the second Doctor at the moment. Mm. I might be further by the time this, this airs. <laughs> but um, yeah, I basically began when lockdown started and I'm currently job hunting, so I'm racing through it a lot faster at the moment. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, maybe in a, in a month or two's time I'll be done with the classic series and on to Chris Fettleston where it all started who knows who yeah. knows mm. yeah cool. we were what, just uh, saying it's we're surprised how quick we've got through well not actually yeah. we are and we're not it's because Mark insists <laughs> on these going out every week that like we're getting through them so quick <laughs> <laughs> but we, we're getting through quite quick yeah we are yeah so first of all hang in there yeah I know. You've, you've managed with the Daleks master plan, you can hack anything. I know. Well, yeah. you you can't believe we're already at season... You, you well, no. Nearly, yeah. You can't believe season. that I'm watching season three, I think, is yeah. more. Yeah, it's going to be weird when we, yeah, get onto, like, colour and... Another Doctor. Or <laughs> the 80s or something. Another Doctor. You've got, a lot, you've got, you've got a quite a bit to go before that. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, whenever quite anyone a... says anything like, oh, and this, whatever, anything future, I'm like... I've got a long way to go. I'm still. Oh, the seasons on the get first shorter. The seasons get shorter. This is probably the longest, one of the longest seasons, I think. Would have thought. Maybe it just feels like it. <laughs> oh, it does feel like it. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who, and we will see you next time for the Savages. Bum bum bum. Dun, dun, dun. And the meat cleavers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> featuring meat cleavers. Well, we will see if <laughs> any meat cleavers. If a meat cleaver appears, we shall find out. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Two. Watch who? Hey, Doctor Who. What are you talking about?